From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week four of the 2020 national football season. I'm Jeremy Schilling. He's Luke Morrow, the host of the Morrow Midday Show, ESPN 98.9, Charleston, South Carolina. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. Um, I feel like we need to throw out the playbook today because we've got a situation unlike anything I can remember in the NFL in a long time. We have a team that does not have the ability to play football right now, and that is the Tennessee Titans, um, who have had a slew of positive tests. And for a team that had so much potential coming in, now you get coveted. And who knows when you're next going to play? Who knows if your game against the Bills is going to be able to play next week? And this is becoming problematic for the NFL. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, every day there's been more positives. Uh, as you said, the, the now their game against the Bills is in question. And the longer this goes, the more difficult it will be to try to make up for this or, or come back from this. Um, it's actually, you know, two takeaways for me. Number one being, so far, knock on wood, the Vikings have had nothing but negative tests, which is a good sign in terms of Extremely. playing these games. Yeah. Somebody you know, has COVID, you, you may not have to worry as much about the spread from one team to another. But the other part for me is actually the concern of now the Chiefs-Patriots planning to play tomorrow. And it's a little bit of a different situation. They bought themselves more time. But if you remember the Titans, their defensive coordinator tested positive on Saturday. Everyone else was negative, so they left him behind. They got on the plane. They went to Minnesota. They played the game. They don't test on game day. So they played on Sunday, and then throughout the week, more players tested positive, and I don't know if that could have been avoided if they just had waited and not played that game on Sunday. So they're testing more frequently before the Patriots and Chiefs games than they did with Titans. But my concern would be, you know, is it in the best interest to actually play that game tomorrow night, or could that lead to a similar situation where more tests will trickle in throughout the week with this incubation period, and tomorrow could be a spreader for these teams? Hold on a second. Dad, while you're here, Dad, Dad, come back. Come back. Sunday sprint. We're, we're talking about the Titans' problems. In a completely different set of problems, the Jets are an RN, inept football team. Did Thursday change your mind on if they should be disbanded at all? No, they should be dissolved. The dispersal draft for the rest of the league. Okay. For the few players that are actually hireable. All right, so that's an on-field problem that my dad thinks still exists. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, to the point, Luke, that you were making about Pat's Chiefs and, and the incubation period, I think we would be remiss if we did not look at this from a cynical point of view, which is this is a very high-profile game. It was supposed to be going to 85, 90% of the country. Now it's a full national telecast Monday night on CBS at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. And I'm not saying this is being done for marketing purposes. I'm not saying all that. But but I, I just, you have to wonder at this point what takes precedence over something else. It should be health and safety first. These tests continue to be negative, but as we've seen with the leader of the free world, it took him several days to test positive. Um, if, if the White House believes truly that Trump was sickened on Saturday, it took him until Thursday to test positive. So there's a, a long period, and not that I'm trying to talk politics here, but there's many different angles to this, and one of which, to your point, is, is it safe to play this game when the incubation period is that long? Yeah, right. And, but 
we know where the NFL stands on this, and, and, and I'm not even saying they're 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 right or wrong. Uh, but you know, I mean, they went forward with that Titans game last week when the defensive coordinator tested positive the day before. I don't know if that was the smartest move, but they're trying to get these games in and deal with you know maybe the consequences afterwards. And for the Chiefs, as of now, they have to play three games in the next ten days uh, now with this rescheduling. So you know, it's not like they have a ton of time. You know, if they can't play this week and then that drags on, things get more complicated. So I'm sure the NFL is trying to, if they can, in any way, get these games in, you know, as, as soon as possible. Because especially with the Chiefs, if you can't play Monday, now you already have two more games coming up in the next uh, nine days after that. You have to reschedule this one. It gets very complicated. Uh, so we knew going into this, you know, the NFL was more about trying to get these games played than being extra cautious. They're doing what they can to be careful, but also while trying to stay on schedule. Well, well, don't you think at this point, if that Thursday game cannot occur, uh, sorry, if, 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 if this week cannot occur on time, that you would have to think that they're going to have to move that Thursday game for health and safety reasons unrelated to COVID. Yeah, it, uh, it could get it could get tricky. Uh, so that's why I'm sure the NFL hopes yeah. they'll be able to, to fit it in tomorrow night. And, and if there are no positive tests tomorrow, then the plan is to play. So, you know, hopefully that's the case. And look, the Falcons had just one positive test last weekend uh, on a Friday or Saturday, played their game and had zero have had zero positive sets. So it doesn't necessarily mean there will be an outbreak. And, and let's hope that's the case. Let's talk about two teams that don't have to worry about this right now, which is the Jets and the Broncos, sadly, because they are sitting at home. Um... And for my money, Luke, this is the end of the run for Adam Gase. Uh, This was a completely undisciplined defense. And while the offense is better, and while Greg Williams should lose his job because of the undisciplinary nature of the defense, the buck ultimately falls with the leader, and that leader is Adam Gase. And I understand why he wasn't fired. You lose Darnold potentially for multiple weeks here, even with the mini-buy. Um... But it just it was shocking how undisciplined the Jets were. It was shocking how many drives got extended because of pass interferences or roughing the passers or or unnecessary roughnesses. It was a very Greg Williams game, but it was Greg Williams too far. And I I just don't know what to think uh, involving them. Yeah, I mean that's what happens with a Greg Williams defense, and I can't stand that guy. And I don't know how he's still in the league. Uh, but it was embarrassing for the Jets, quite frankly, to lose at home, even if there are no fans there, but on a short week, to lose at home to the third-string quarterback who was an undrafted free agent making his first career start. And not only to lose, but I mean, I know he threw uh, what, three interceptions, but still they put up 37 points and beat you by almost double digits. And the way the game ended, too, just leaves a bad taste in your mouth with how it was handled. Uh, I think it's embarrassing. I, from what I heard, I think it was... Uh, I think it was uh, Ian Rappaport, someone reported that, you know, the reason why the Jets won't want to make a move is because uh, their owner may be back, depending on what happens with the election, and that's a big decision to make, and they may wait on him, but yeah, you can see, I mean, it's time to move forward without Adam Gase and Greg Williams, otherwise things are not going to get better. And for those not in the, in the New York area, there are reports of infighting within the Johnson family between Chris and Woody, so... Oh, boy. Not not serious infighting, but some potential disagreements over how to best proceed. This is not like the Steinbrenners where Hank and Howe went at it, for example, after George died. This is more a situation of, um, as you said, who's going to be in charge and who really is making the decisions. And is Chris there as a placeholder 
or is Chris there with with the power to proceed? And that's what they're trying to figure out, apparently, um, internally. Your Vikings are in Houston today. You're 0-3. The Texans are 0-3. I don't know who wins this football game. I want to know if anybody on the Vikings or Texans will be scared today because of this COVID fiasco. What would be your sense from from reading about this team, watching this team? Do you think this will be a full Vikings team today down there in Houston? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I do know that because of you know injuries and such, they're down even more players uh, defensively, which has been an issue all season, and the defense has been lousy. Uh, and then on top of it, you factor in that they had to close down their facility uh, for two days this week and couldn't get in there until, what, at least Thursday. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you have to travel. Uh, so they flew out, uh, I think yesterday uh, they flew out. So you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you do a walkthrough and get on the plane. So, you know, that puts them at a disadvantage as well if they get ready for this game where the, the Texans, uh, you know, had more, could have more of a normal week. So, I mean, this is just the, the football world we're living in right now. It's unusual. And it's going to be an opportunity for Deshaun Watson and that offense to get on track because uh, the Vikings defense has been banged up. Uh, They're missing a handful of starters, and they've been lousy all season. Uh, So this is a a chance at home with the Vikings in this short, weird week for Deshaun Watson and and that offense that's been in flux to, you know, get get their take a step in the right direction and try to turn their season around. Um, You know how I like to take the Luke meter, which is the confidence you have in your team. Yeah. Um, on a 1 to 10 scale, just give me the number. Uh, 1 is no confidence at all. 10 is extreme confidence. Where are you right now with the Vikings? Uh, it's a, it, that's a good question as well. I'd probably say, I don't know, 5? I mean, my brother has been texting me. One of my brothers has been texting me about tanking since week 2. Uh, and I don't know if I'm that um, you know, sad or that, that down on the team. Uh, but if they lose today, depending on how they play today, because, I mean... They should have won last week. They blew that game. Uh, they've been there. They've been close. Could have beaten Green Bay week one. Uh, so, you know, depending on how they play today, you drop to 0-4, and if they don't look good and lose to an 0-3 team, you know, then I guess it's time to give up. But I'm still holding out some hope. For those wondering, Luke and I don't text on Sundays so far this year. Um, that's just been the summary for our football teams. <laughs> it's we're leaving each other alone. <laughs> Right. And next thing I talk to you is, is on the Morrow Midday Show for my golf segment every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Presented by ProGreen Synthetic Turf Systems. If you need any dog run or putting green or anything put in your yard, check out ProGreen Synthetic Turf Systems. ProGreen Charleston Synthetic Turf Systems. ProGreen.com slash Charleston. Very good. And you know that's how the football season is going when we have to resort to only talking golf. Well, we're going to get there in a second because Sergio Garcia is trying to get his 11th PGA Tour win today at the Sanderson Farms Championship in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, boy. Yeah. Trying to hold off Cameron Davis, the Australian, going for his first, and JT Poston going for his second ever career PGA Tour victory. Hmm. Knowledge coming up in a later segment of this uh, radio program. How do how do you feel about Pat's Texas? Uh, sorry, Pat's Chiefs. If it does get played, you're looking at um, Brian Hoyer, who is a serviceable NFL quarterback, but did not think he would be playing this game. Did not get the reps as if he was playing this game. Um, against that dynamite Chiefs defense, the last line I see here is eleven. I have to. Uh, 
<clears throat> I'm assuming this has temporarily been pulled in Vegas, but I but if it's still double digits, one would think that either Belichick's got to come up with some defensive schemes for Patrick Mahomes and win this defensively, or else this is going to be a cakewalk for the Chiefs. Yeah, you would think so. I actually liked the Patriots when that number was around seven uh, before the Cam Newton news, and I thought you know in New England this could be a surprise spot where they keep it close. Belichick's able to game plan to slow down that Chiefs defense. He is 2-0 and against Mahomes. But yeah, now you have uh, Brian Hoyer stepping in and the plan, at least, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last I saw was that the plan was the Patriots would maybe even fly out tomorrow morning and play the game tomorrow night. Uh, so that's a disadvantage as well. Now Hoyer jumps in because of this COVID. I don't know what they've been able to do the last few days. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's a tough spot for the Patriots and I would imagine the Chiefs are able to, uh, you know, with Belichick, you never know. He can make it tough on Mahomes, keep it somewhat close. But I don't think Brian Hoyer stepping in can keep up with Mahomes in that offense. Steelers could be sitting here for a while. Um, and that, I think, you know, having a week four bye and having to play 13 straight weeks, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in future weeks here. That, that's a very interesting situation for a 3-0 and Steeler team that thought they were on the uh, path correctly going forward um we're gonna live produce here uh do you have any interest in talking about the sunday night football game uh not a ton do you have any interest in talking about what was the monday night football game and is now the 850 monday night football game um I mean, I, I mean, it is an NFC North team, but if you have mid, you know, passion with your Vikings, then isn't this a Packer cakewalk? Because this is a Packer team that looks like they've got the right pieces associated with it. Um, to me, the better question is, is this the end of the road for Matt Ryan? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I know Trevor Lawrence this past week when asked about, you know, teams tanking for him, said it would be uh, cool to play for the Falcons because he grew up a Falcons fan. And right now they're on the brink of being 0-4 if they lose and, you know, being right up there. But Matt Ryan, to me, you know, Matt Ryan, uh, you have an opt-out if you're the Falcons after next season. Otherwise, you're still on the hook for quite a bit of money for 2021. So my guess would be you try to get, unless you could get out of that or move him somehow. I'm not a cap specialist. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> you know, you, you get one more year out of him because he has played pretty well this year. This would be a good game on paper. We look at the Falcons, uh, both Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are questionable, and then Russell Gage, their third option, is uh, still dealing with a, coming back from a concussion. I believe he's questionable as well. And on the Packers side, uh, Devontae Adams, I imagine, won't play, and then Alan Lazard had to get surgery, and he's out. So you could be down maybe the five top receivers in this game, uh, and, and maybe it'd still be a, a shootout without them. But on paper, this looks like it'd be a fun offensive game, and now suddenly both teams are could be without all their receivers. Which brings us to a really intriguing set of two four twenty five games: Bills, Vegas, Colts, Bears. Of those two games, what team is for real and what team is not for real? Luke Morrow. Ooh, I think the Bills may be the only team that is for real. I'm not sold on the Bears. Uh, and now with Nick Foles, we'll see how that goes. Uh, they could beat the Colts today and get to 4-0. I still wouldn't be sold on them. I do trust Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins at Las Vegas. Uh, Josh Allen has played really well this year. Defense, as we know, has been one of the best in the league. I think Sean McDermott is one of the most underrated coaches. My only concern, I brought this up last week, and then they almost blew a 25-point lead to the Rams. They were fortunate for that pass interference call. 
But all three games they played this year, they let the team hang around. Uh, whether it was the, the Jets, the, the Dolphins, or the Rams last week, almost came back and beat them. For whatever reason, the Rams have had trouble putting games away in the second half, and that's going to catch up to them if they can't play a complete 60 minutes. Um, my, my, uh, the Bills were impressive um, and you know against the Jets, but I, I don't know how to judge anyone against the Jets, so I, I might abstain. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't believe the Bears are going to be able to sustain 3-0. Sorry, I just don't see it. I just do not see it for the life of me uh, to be able to, to sustain 3-0. And that means that, Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. What's your game of the weekend? Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, long weekend. Before all this, it was... Uh certainly the Patriots and the Chiefs, it's tough. I mean, there's not one of those big highlight games uh, uh, compared to usual. Um, man, I don't know. I guess I'll say it's really not the game of the week. Browns-Cowboys uh, fascinates me. Uh, I'll go with that one. It, it, it's an interesting game if you are uh, up for the never-ending soap opera that is the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, really, both of those teams lately. Yes, there's a really interesting um, look there um, that, um, uh, okay, hold on a second. Uh, I've got some information for you. This is from Adam Schefter, um, and it is that, uh, quote, with the Chiefs' paths set for Monday night, not only will KC now have to play 3-10, and 10, but Buffalo could, could be coming off a Week 5 bye if the Titans can't play next Sunday. Buffalo would be at home with extra time for the Chiefs, unquote. Quote, NFL teams don't usually test on game day, but both the Pats and Chiefs will be tested Monday morning before their scheduled 7.05 Eastern Monday night kickoff per a source. So there's that wrinkle mm-hmm. into your game day preparation. Um, Bills, Vegas, just because the whole Vegas thing fascinates me. Um, I think it's going to be a massive fail for all of sports, but that's just me. Um, although the Golden Knights have been a smash hit, but I just think that this push to Vegas is going to be overdone, just like the sports gambling push has been overdone. And the market has not been there. Your sleeper game for me was Cleveland-Dallas. Your sleeper game? Uh, um, I will say, you know, actually I'll say Cardinals-Panthers because I think it could be an offensive game. I think it could be close. Uh, We'll see if the Cardinals, you know, can can keep up, stay in the race. I'll go Cardinals-Panthers. Your game to watch golf during. For me, it is Giants-Rams because anything involving the Giants is a can't watch. Yeah, you, you stole my game. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll say um, uh, jaguars Bengals. I know that's got two intriguing quarterbacks. That's just boring to me. I, I don't care about that. I won't be watching that one. Um, watch the Sanderson Farms because Sergio's always exciting to watch. And Top Tracer Technology, powered by Top Golf, will be there to cover it all on Golf Channel at 4 Eastern. Um, And finally, did you do your homework? Who is your player or person to watch today? 
no, I didn't. But you know what? Let me say, I think I chose him last week, and I'm going to go with him again, Drew Brees, uh, because I'm curious to see. You know, the Saints have started off slow the last number of years, the first couple games of the season, and then they get really hot. They're on the road against Detroit. They had that false positive yesterday that freaked out a lot of people, and the reports were that the running backs were up all night trying to handle the situation, getting retested and being monitored and all that sort of stuff. So you have no Michael Thomas. you got the running back room that apparently got no sleep last night. you got everybody concerned about this false positive on the plane flight to Detroit. And you're going up against a, a decent Detroit team, so I'm curious to see how Drew Brees does today. I'm continuing to monitor his progress this year. Can Taysom Hill run for 500 yards? Maybe. <laughs> you may have to. Uh, Dr. Alan Stills is my personal watch today. He's the NFL chief medical officer. Uh, He's got some major decisions to make uh, coming up here in the next 24, 48, 72, 106 hours. Hopefully it's smooth sailing as smooth as possible. I hope so, but the way this has gone in sports, unless you're in a bubble, um, it has not gone smoothly. Uh, Pop quiz, who will... What will happen first? The Titans play another game or the NBA Finals ends? <laughs> uh, NBA Finals ends. The NBA Finals should be over, I think, what, game four, I think, is Tuesday night? Yes, uh, that's, yes. That's when, it should, yeah, that's when it should be completed. Hopefully the Titans have uh, zero new positives by then. Yes, uh, that sadly should have been my wording of the question. I think this is a sweep. <laughs> Although Bam says he's going to play tonight, so go figure. Um, yeah, we'll see if it makes a difference. Yeah, and we'll see what effectiveness at all he has or doesn't have. Yeah. So, and how much of a decoy he, he becomes in the midst of, of everything that, that the Heat are trying to do. Luke Morrow, um, I'll see you on the radio Wednesday, my friend. Sounds good. And uh, here's a teaser for Wednesday. Um, we're about to enter the most fun run of fall golf in the history of fall golf. Wow. And they've been playing golf in the fall after the PGA Championship in its old slot for a long time on the PGA Tour. So uh, for for that to be said is a big statement. We'll tell you why Wednesday at 1 Eastern. Um, Luke, thank you, sir. My pleasure as always. And enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.